0: Chapter 6, beginning with verse 46. Luke chapter 6, beginning with verse 46. God is good. All the time. All the time. God is good. Amen. Luke chapter 6, beginning with verse 46. Why do you call me, Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? As for everyone who comes to me and hears my words and puts them into practice... I will show you what they are like. They are like a man building a house who dug down deep and laid the foundation on rock. When a flood came, the torrent struck that house but could not shake it because it was well built. But the one who hears my words and does not put them into practice is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. The moment the torrent struck the house It collapsed, and its destruction was complete. Let's bow our heads in a word of prayer. Dear Lord, we thank you for this scripture. Dear Lord, we just pray today that we will learn the importance of having a strong foundation, of having a God that we know, dear Lord, that is with us each and every step of our lives. Bless us this morning, dear Lord, as we share your word. In your holy and sweetest name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. There in verse 48, because it was well built. Where should we build? Where should we build? You know, when I was a younger boy, you've heard me talk about Ruggles Camp, and that was a a special place for my mom and dad and I. I I hope most of y'all are aware that when I was growing up, we didn't have no money. Money wasn't something that uh, uh, we could count on, and money was something that... You know, we my mom and my dad we worried a whole lot about. It. Our big vacation of the whole year was to go to Ruggles Camp. Mom and Dad had a little room there that we would stay in for a, a week long time. Actually it went on for ten days and we go they'll go there and stay. She and I even had a big date there one time, didn't we, honey? I took her down there to Ruggles camp. We went to camp meeting. Well, every Sunday afternoon, on the last day, Of Ruggles' camp, they'd have this big, gigantic singing, and they'd invite in all the local singing groups and quartets, and they would come in to sing. Well, I would always go down to that tabernacle down there at Ruggles' camp, and the tabernacle was basically wide open. It had a roof, and it had sawdust floors and some concrete things and some pillars on some concrete slabs and some different things and. You know, when I would go down to the tabernacle, I just knew that was the tabernacle, and that was where we were going to have worship service. Now, I never really looked at it to see how it was built or if it was very strong or if he could stand up to to certain things. Well, one Sunday afternoon, I went to church, and I went in for the singing, and I sat down in the middle of the pew. And on those singing days, let me tell you what happened. Everybody came. Because the singing groups would come, right, and they would have family and friends that wanted to hear them, and everybody just came to Ruggles Camp. So the tabernacle, I don't know how many it would seat, Sheila, probably 300 maybe, something like that. It was packed to the brim. You, you couldn't move, and you ever been somewhere where you're you just sort of packed in there side by side, and... You're just hoping, you know, if you, you have to leave, that you can get out of here quick. Well, I was smack dab in the middle of the pew. And you know, when you're in the middle of the pew, what happens? You're stuck in there, and, and there's no really where to go. And you're just thinking, well, I'm just here for the duration, right? Well, we all got there, and we were all sitting there in the, in the tabernacle. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere now, out of nowhere, an earthquake started shaking that tabernacle. Any of you ever been in an earthquake before? That's a weird feeling, isn't it? Because earthquake, there ain't like a tornado warning. Y'all realize that? They're, they don't say there's a chance of an earthquake this afternoon or there's a an uh, earthquake warning from 2 to 3 o'clock this afternoon. An earthquake just, boom, there you are. So... Here I am. Where am I? I'm at Ruggles Camp. Where am I? Smack dab in the middle of the pew with people all around about me and the tabernacle starts to shake. And all of a sudden, guess what comes to my mind? Boy, I hope this place is built good, right? (laughs) I I hope this place isn't going to fall down. And I remember looking... Some of you heard me say this before, but I remember looking up on the the pulpit and up at the place, and there was a preacher up there standing. There was a back door to the back of the tabernacle right here. Guess what that preacher did? He didn't come out there and check on me. Guess where he went? Flying out that back door. I was trying to get out, and of course nobody was moving very fast enough for me. So I started crossing over pews and all these different things, and I looked up, and those pillars were just sort of moving around, moving around. And you could hear all that cracking up. Thank God we all got outside. And I thank God for whoever built that tabernacle, because they built it on a solid foundation. Amen? We got outside. Look it up when you get home on your computer, how you all can Google and all that stuff. That was back a few years ago down in Fleming County and Lewis County and Mason County. The hospital there in uh, Maysville, the pillars outside of the hospital were cracked on that day. But up until that day, I had never thought about what that tabernacle was built upon. That tabernacle stayed strong and had a good, solid foundation. Today, as you look at this scripture, where should we build? What kind of foundation should we have in our lives? So often, we don't think about our foundation, do we? We don't think about how important it is where we can withstand, as Sheila read in the scriptures this morning, I'm going to break it down a little bit more for me, for us to be able to withstand the storms of this life. Amen? Amen. When those things come into our life, how do we deal with that? How are you built? How are you able to withstand the storms and struggles that come along in our life? So often, you know, when I went to Ruggles Camp for years and went down to the tabernacle, praise be to God, we didn't have an earthquake every time I went down there, right? And most of the time when I went down to Ruggles Camp, down to the tabernacle, I never thought to myself, Lord, I... I hope this this tabernacle is built on solid ground because, Lord, if a storm or something comes up, I hope, dear Lord, that it is able to withstand that storm of life. So often that's how we are in our life, isn't it? We're just going through the motions of life and we're dealing with all of these things and we forget to think to ourselves, Lord, what would happen to me if the storm comes? Would I be strong enough to withstand the storms of this life? Would my life be built upon a solid foundation? Today as Christians, we have to put that in our minds and thank God for what we need. But how do we build that strong foundation? How can we not only say we want to build a strong foundation and we hope to have a strong foundation, How can we actually, actually build that solid foundation? Well, first of all, I believe this. And and you've heard this for many, many years. You need to practice what you preach. Y'all get that part? You need to practice what you preach. As a parent, you need to make sure you do that, don't you? Don't go out in life and expect your children to do something, and then you do exactly the opposite. This is what the Word of God says there that Sheila read to you there in verse 46. But why do you call me Lord, Lord, and and not do the things which I say? And do not do the things that I say. It's okay to talk a good game, isn't it? It's okay for people to look at your life and say, boy, their life is built on a solid foundation. They knew where to build. They knew what they needed in their life. They knew what was going on in their life. Have you ever looked at somebody's family or somebody's life and you say, boy, they've got it made. They look so strong. Well, let me tell you, folks, I'm so glad that there's more to a person's life and the more to a person's family, just what's on the outside, right? Because why? You can't see what's going on on in the inside. And a lot of people's life looks strong and have a great foundation on the outside, but on the inside, they're weak, aren't they? And on the inside, they're falling victim to things of this world. They know what, how they should be living, but they're not practicing what they preach. And people see that, don't they? When I was a young boy, I had a Sunday school teacher that I just loved. Just loved. I went to church every... I loved hearing my daddy preach. And daddy's long gone, and he might strike me here in just a few minutes, but with a big bolt of lightning or something, or hopefully not an earthquake. Amen? But I loved going to church to hear my dad preach. But you know why I loved even more than that? To hear my Sunday school teacher. Because he could break down... The good things, and he'd tell about parables, and he'd tell all that, he'd break it right down to me. And I thought, I looked at this guy and I thought, you know what? He he's got a solid foundation. Beyond, probably better than anybody in this church. He knows the word of God. My daddy would call on him to pray, and he would pray, and it was a beautiful prayer. He could testify. He could tell you all, he could tell you anything you want to know about the Bible. Anything you want to know about the Bible. Got a little older, he asked me to come over to his farm and work for him during the summer. He asked me to go over, and I went over to help him during the, the summer hauling in hay and working in tobacco and those type of things. And do you know it only takes just a few words and a few actions to crumble what you think about a person? Amen. I got over there and My Sunday school teacher that I looked at, that I thought was the best in the whole wide world, that I'd do anything for him, that he knew more about the Bible than my daddy knew about the Bible. He could pray better than anybody else. He could testify better than anybody else. I got over there to start hauling in some hay one day, and his mouth started running. And his mouth wasn't talking about John 3.16. And it wasn't talking about the parables that he talked about on Sunday morning. And he wasn't talking about the things that that God had in store for me, but there was words come out of his mouth. I didn't know what they meant. And there was cuss words, things that he was not supposed to say, rolling out of his mouth. And he was getting mad, and he was yelling at people, and he was yelling at his sons, and he was yelling at everybody else. And he started telling everybody else what he thought about them. And all of a sudden... That Sunday school teacher that I looked up to, it just crumbled away. He did not practice what? What he preached. Folks, there's a whole lot of Christians, so-called Christians, doing that today. Amen? Do this, and you'll be saved. Act like this. You can be a Christian. Do all of these things that you need to do, and everything's going to be all right in your life. And then they walk outside of the church, and... It's like a switch is turned, isn't it? It's not that it's holy to God and I serve a risen Savior and oh how I love Jesus. They go out into the world and they fall back into the wiles of the devil, right? And Doing it the way the devil wants them to live their life and saying the things that the devil wants them to say. The scripture this morning says, why do you know what to do? You know what you should be doing? You know how to build a strong foundation. You know how to build your life where when the storm comes, that you are built upon a strong foundation. Why do you not listen to these words? And why do you not put these words into action? Folks, as Christians, I believe that's something we need to do, don't we? We need to take our words that we say, It's easy sometimes, I know it is for me, and sometimes it probably is for you. It's easy to see others' mistakes, isn't it? And you point them out and you pay tic-tac-toe with somebody's life, right? You say, change that, that's wrong, that's bad. Why are you doing that? Don't do that. You know that's a sin. You know you shouldn't be doing that. It's easy to do that, but boy, when the mirror's turned towards you, right? And all of a sudden, you start seeing what you're doing wrong. You say, well, maybe it's not that bad, right? Well, they need to change, but why me? What, what I, I'm, I've already got a strong foundation. What do I need to move, change, preacher? Learn how in building that strong foundation that you have in your life. Learn how to practice what you preach. Also, obedience provides protection. We see in these three little verses about the wise man and the foolish man, don't we? Y'all remember that from Sunday school and Vacation Bible School and those songs you used to sing? How that that wise man built his house upon the rock. He he built it where it was strong and it had a great foundation. But that foolish man, he built it without a foundation, and when the storm came, it just crumbled away, and we've all sung those songs. Jesus was sort of talking to disciples and to others about this, about the importance of building your foundation where it lasts no matter what through the course of time, to have protection against the things of this world. When Sheila and I were in college, she was able to come over to my room. Now, this was back in 1989, eighty-nine, right? Eighty-five, Some, somewhere in the eighties. She was able to. She was able to come over to my room one night a week. I got to go over to her, and I, she got to come on mine one night a week. You had to leave the door open, okay? And if you sat on the bed, both of you had to have. Your foot on the floor. Y'all remember? Anybody else? Y'all remember that? Well, that's how it was at Lindsay Wilson, okay? And she would come over once a week. And that would start about 6 o'clock. Well, at 5.45, guess what I decided that I needed to do? I need to clean the room up. Now, Sheila can tell you, your cleaning and my cleaning is two different things. And God knows Sheila cleaning and Paul cleaning is two different things. So my cleaning was all right, I've got one little closet. I'm going to take everything that's dirty, everything that's laying on the floor, anything else, and I'm going to what? Put her in there. The only problem was is sometimes. There was more stuff that needed to go in the closet than it would fit in that closet, okay? So it was all just jammed in there, you know, just packed in there, packed in there, packed in there. And I always thought it'd be fine. Well, you know, that's like a lot of people in the world today, isn't it? No foundation. You just come up with it on the wing and the prayer and you say, well, I'm going to try that out. I'm going to put everything, I'm just going to ram everything there, and I'm going to have it the way it is, and and I'll deal with it what? Tomorrow. I'll deal with it later. Because right now I'm going to take care of what I need. No foundation, though, right? You just sort of just throw it all in there, and you you say to yourself, you know, I I don't need protection tomorrow. All I'm worried about is today. All I'm worried about is right now. My protection, we'll, we'll worry about tomorrow when tomorrow gets here. Well, you know that worked a few times when Sheila came over, and I thought I always thought well, I'm so was because she would spend all day. I knew she would. I get over there and you smell these fancy candles and all this and that and the other, and it looked so nice and it was so clean, you know, and all this and, and things. She she had wiped off the dust off of everything and in my room. You could write your name in it, which I always thought was pretty cool because you know if you. Wrote your name on it, nobody would steal it, right? So you had to have some. But no, that didn't work very well. That went on for a couple weeks, and it, it went really well. Well, one day, guess what Sheila Mills decided to do? Can you imagine what she did? She got up, and she said, what's behind this door? And I was like, oh, no, Lord. <laughs> it flew all over the plane. My dirty underwear, my everything. It's all over the room. And I remember sitting there on the bed with what? One foot on the floor. (laughs) Thinking, oh my Lord, what's happened? My short-term fix turned into a long-term problem. Y'all get that? My short-term fix turned into what? A long-term problem. She still ain't letting me live that down. Because she'll say for me to clean and she'll say, not your way. Clean my way. <laughs> Folks, that's... Now, you're not going home today and run putting everything in a closet, are you? But, boy, we do that a lot, don't we? Let's just put it away. We, we're we not going to worry about the long... We don't need a good, solid foundation. We're going to build us something, but we don't know how long it's going to last. And we don't know how much protection it's going to give us. We, we don't know. You ever notice... You, you think to yourself, I want a tornado shelter. I really want a tornado shelter. I want to have the tornado shelter at my house. But after a while, when there hadn't been any tornadoes, you say to yourself, well, maybe I don't need a tornado shelter. I, I, I don't need a tornado shelter. Then, I, then I'm okay without having a tornado shelter. But you ever notice when, as soon as the warning comes on the TV about a tornado, what's the first thing you wish you had done? I wish I got my tornado shelter. I wish I had that. Why is that? Because so often we're not looking for the long haul fix. We want the what? The quick fix. Where where is your life built on today? Is it able to withstand all this stuff? Are you easily crumbled? Do you have everything jammed in one spot? And you just pray. Don't answer this. Answer it to yourself and God. You just pray that nobody finds it out. You just pray that you're going to hide it. You're going to hide it. You're going to hide it. You're not built on a good solid foundation because your life is not built upon... Now get your toes underneath the pew because this is going to hurt a little bit. Okay, you ready? Your life is not built on God. Your life is built on lies. And you're hiding stuff. And you're hoping... Nobody finds it out. One of those great things that we as Christians know is we know our sins will what? Will find us out. It might be this afternoon or tomorrow or next week or a year from now or, or when the road is called up yonder. But your sins will what? Find you out. As Christians, we have to be willing to build ourselves and build our life upon a solid foundation. To have protection in our life. To know that I when the walls of this world hits and the storms come in my life i'm not built upon something that's going to explode i am going to build upon say amen you ready i'm going to build on something that withstands the things of this world amen i have a solid strong foundation and i truly believe that foundation will bring me through and last do what jesus says that is so easy. You ever said that to your kids? You ever said that to your grandkids? Just do what I say. Don't you... What? I can still hear my mama say, don't you back me. Don't you do it. You just do what I say. Do it. Well, if you do what Jesus says, I can guarantee you something, you're going to have a solid foundation. But so often we say, well... You know, God, I'll do, yeah, I'll do about 70% of what you tell me to do. I, I think that's pretty good. I, I, you know, I'll do some of what you tell Just think of Noah when he was building the ark. You ever thought about that? Just think of Noah said, well, oh, God, I don't think I need to build it that big. That seems awful big. And you want me to take one of every, why don't we just take some? Well, you know, you we know, don't. Why do we need giraffes? You know, why, why, why do we need those elephants? Just, they, don't, they don't need to come along. Why do we want to do that? Just think of Noah done that. We'd all be looking back at Noah and going, Noah, uh, why couldn't you just do what? Why couldn't you just do what Jesus said for you to do? God said for you to do? Why couldn't you just do what God asked you to do? Just do it. Build the ark that same size. I know Randy and Karen's been to the ark. Big, isn't it? Noah could have just said, "Well, this one little bit and that ark, they don't need. That's going to be a lot of work. How am I going to have all that things?" Well, it wouldn't have worked. You wouldn't have done God's plan. And we look at Noah and we say, "Noah, thank God that Noah built it as big as he did. Amen. And thank God that Noah brought as many animals as he did. Amen." Because we wouldn't know what giraffes or elephants are. We wouldn't know what all, all these other things was if Noah decided not to do what Jesus said. Well, folks, so often we do that, don't we? God says, I want you to do this. And we say, well. Well, maybe. Uh, I think I'll do part of that. I want you to help in Sunday school. Well, somebody else could do it better than me. Somebody knows more than I do. I don't have, I don't have, I just love now anymore. I hear this on Sunday morning. Well, I just can't get up early. You well, know, that's okay. Are you, are you, is God pleased with that? Is that God's plan? Folks, we need to be willing to say, you know, God, I'm going to take your plan. And remember, God's plan is what? It's the best. It's the best plan you could ever have. You take that plan and you say to yourself, this is what I am going to use. This is what I'm going to do. Well, you know what? I went back to Ruggles Camp a few more times after the earthquake. And I went there when there was some big old full attendance there in the tabernacle. But you know what I never did? And Sheila can tell you it's sort of hard for me even to do it now, and you'll notice it here at church, too. There's there's two things that I do. The social worker in me tells me to sit in the back. I'm sorry. I just don't like people behind me. I I just just don't like that part. The earthquake survivor tells me not to sit in the middle of the pew. (laughs) I went back to Ruggles Camp. I'd sit all the way in the back on the end of the rope. Even though I knew the foundation was strong, but I thought to myself, Lord, it's been through it once. Can it handle another one? Right? What's your foundation look like today? Where have you built your life? Is it strong enough? Is it strong enough to withstand? Because, you know, I, I think a lot about this, and maybe some of the rest of you have it's amazing how our world has changed in the last 10 years. and It's amazing how our world has changed in the last 5 years. It's, a last, it's amazing to me how much our world has changed in the last 5 months. And sometimes it's amazing to me how much our world has changed in the last 5 hours. What's your foundation look like? What if the world changes just as much in the next few months as it has in the past few months or in the past year the years ahead what's your foundation look like folks I believe the only way we're going to make it is with God nothing else can fix you well she'll not sit and watch TV from time to time they have these commercials on TV and they say take this medicine and this medicine and this medicine one of the medicines I'm on now they came on TV and they, you know, they just got to run through all those side effects real quick. You know, and, and I'd look at Sheila and go, I ain't never going to take that medicine. Did you hear what that does to you? Guess what? I'm taking it now. So I, I'm i not sure exactly. But that medicine's not going to fix me completely, is it? The only thing that's going to fix you today is get yourself a good, solid foundation and build on it and truly believe that God is going to take care of you. If your foundation's blow, if you threw everything in the closet and you hope nobody don't open it, you need to be praying at this altar or praying at your pew, praying somewhere today to ask for God's forgiveness. So today, wherever you stand, whatever you need to talk to God about, we invite you to do that this morning and learn where to build and learn where your life needs to be. We invite you to come as we have a closing song.